Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. We were still in the NBA offseason, and today the NBA released its schedule for the 2023-2024 season. My guest I have is Young Harriet. Um, I think she's the, the princess of Grizz Twitter. Is that what we want to call you, Harriet? You know, uh, the princess of Crunk R&B, Grizz Twitter, all of them. I accept it. Oh, Crunk R&B Grizz Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you got it, man. You got it. Yeah, man. You know, we've been uh, teaching other NBA fans, you know, just what it's like to be a minty, you know, all the mains and yes and junks and all of those things. So it's been a good time this offseason. Right. Okay. Um, so what are your thoughts on the schedule? Um, we know the Grizzlies have um, 19 national TV games. I include, let me tell you why I include NBA TV as a national TV game. For one, oh. the for one, the Grizzlies fans who are not in Memphis and have access to NBA TV, that gives them a chance to watch the Grizzlies. I don't want to hear people tell us it's not national TV. Yes, it is. Because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people have access to NBA TV. Some people don't, but still, it's still nas- national TV. And I get tired of people not considering it national TV. If a, if you're a Grizzly fan and you live an hour, you have NBA TV, when they're on NBA TV, you can watch their games where you don't have to pay for league pass on that. So I don't I don't want to hear about it. It's not national TV. It's when it is. The Grizzlies have six of those games on national TV, uh, NBA TV which is national TV. They have five on TNT and eight on ESPN. We're getting that out the way off the bat. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned about national TV games. I want the entire starting unit to be able to play together more than 90 minutes this year. I don't right. care if national TV game or a local broadcast. As long as John Morant, Desmond Bain, whoever they gonna put in small forward, Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams see the floor, I think the Grizzlies have a good chance of beating anybody on national TV, under the bed, in the wrestling match, wherever you want to put it. Right. But John, you know, as we know, he might not be he not gonna be able to play until probably around December 19th when his 25 game suspension is up. So Harry, what did you do you think that he should appeal this suspension or he should just settle with the 25 games? If it were if it were me, I would appeal it for the simple fact is if you look at some of the other transgressions that other NBA players have committed. John Morant didn't commit a crime. Did he do something foolish? Yes. But Devontae Graham, and no no shot against that young man or that player, but he got two games for a DUI. And I'm not understanding it. And, and, and 
John Moran got 25 games for sitting in his driveway acting a fool and lying. And then we found out it was a cigarette lighter. That's what, I mean, deposition testimony said it was. And then there was a video that appeared on TMZ showing that it was a cigarette lighter. Jaw talking, he lighting, you know, cigarettes with it. So I'm like, okay. And then it's just like, it seems like he's punished for an imaginary crime that didn't happen. He, not only is he being punished, the, the, the fans are being punished. Because I said this even before the schedule had dropped. I had a feeling to me that the that the Grizzlies, whenever he came back, it was going to be on the road. And I, I don't think it's intentional that that 25th game is in New Orleans. No shot at the New Orleans Pelicans. But the marquee matchup in the Southwest, they have always tried to make it be Ja versus Zion. New Orleans and Memphis are neighbors. We have a lot in common in terms of city population in the way that we view basketball being that we are, you know, both cities in the South. And of course, the South being known for football. But like I said, uh, to me, it would have been 15 games at the most considering, you know, everything else that has happened during this NBA offseason. Mm -hmm. And I I understand that they're trying to send a point. Uh, initially, I thought that he shouldn't have appealed this suspension, but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to uh, him doing it, uh, appealing it. Sorry for the noise in the background. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this scratch. Oh, you, you, you good? But yeah. So, um, how do you think um, the Grizzlies are going to fare? Um, in these 25 games that Ja is out. So, you know, they have the new additions of Marcus Smart and um, Derek Rose. And then, and when I'm always talking, I always forget about Luke Kennard. And, you know, I feel like he didn't get a chance to shine as he should, you know, when he was, um, when they traded for him or whatever. But I, I figure that he needs to get, he, he should be able to get more minutes, and you're still going to have Desmond Bain. Steven Adams should be healthy. And I think the Grizzlies should fare well when Ja is out. Even though Ty Jones, you know, farewell to you. Good luck in D.C. But, right. you know, the, the Grizzlies got Marcus Smart. Right. Um, so how do you think the Grizzlies are going to fare those 25 I, games Ja is out? I think the Grizzlies are going to do well. I think people are underselling the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm saying they're going 18 and seven. Uh, I said what? Uh, I said 19 and six the other day, but I'm going 18 and seven because I've come back to my senses. Uh, you come back to your senses. Yeah, they're gonna lose two of them games on purpose just because, just to make the fans mad and upset. And we're gonna be on Twitter and try to burn it down. But try to burn. Uh, trying to burn Twitter down just because. Uh, but I think I think the steadiness of Marcus Smart and the fact that he's been there is going to help this team a lot. Marcus Smart uh, raised to a potential superstar and raised a superstar in Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, and he's been 
asked to do the same thing. And it's no coincidence when you look over at Ja Morant, you can see what Derrick Rose was. Derrick Rose already been where Ja Morant trying to go. So with those two leaders on the bench, along with higher usage for Jaron and Dez, they gonna be fine. People act like they don't remember when Ja went out. Uh, when Ja's been out the last two years, Jaron has assumed that role of leader, and he's been just fine at it. Okay, I, I have a question. Can... I have a question for you. Absolutely. How do you feel about this in-season tournament? Because ugh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about it. You you know what? I like it because it 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 builds that it builds that muscle. Because like when you got when you got lose or go home mentality, you need to build that in early as possible. Like if for you know a lot of the discussion that we've had on Twitter is who has that dog, you know, as a grizzly? Is it just Ja? Is it Dez? Is it Jaren? This in season tournament is it's gonna bring out the dog in somebody, whether it's it's in the grizzly uniform or whether it's in the group that they playing with, you know, against one of those teams. I, I love I like it. I like it. I want to see what the young boys are made out of. And I fully expect them to come out and win because I, I really want to see if I know Ja is scheduled to come back December the 19th, but I wonder what day is the last day for the winners to play each other and if he's possibly eligible to play their game. Okay, so what I see the in season tournament. I see December 4th, 5th, 7th, and what else? I don't uh, hold on. I, I just don't understand how I'll I guess I'll find out later. I guess December is when it's gonna happen. I don't know he's gonna be able to play in the end season tournament. Right. And I think this year is gonna be used to work out a lot of the kinks. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think people are gonna like it off the bat, but I think going forward, much like the play in, people are gonna get it adjusted to it and they're gonna see relevance for it going going down the line. Not this year per se, because you know it, it takes fans a little minute. But I think as it progresses, I think people will get used to it just like everything else. Okay, so October games we have the Pelicans at home, um, Denver at home, Washington on the road, and Dallas at home. They play like four games in October regular season. And then November is Utah and Portland on the road. Portland twice. They pay hey, Portland on November the Third and November the fifth in Portland. Wow. Okay. We doing those again. And then there's no game on election day again. And then on the eighth, there's Miami, then Utah on the tenth. Wow, it's it's just seem like these role games. And I, I just don't like the fact that 
the Grizzlies don't have a lot of Friday and weekend games. All these games seem like they stuck, you know, in, in the, the week in the weekdays. I don't like it. In the middle of the week. I, and I think it was the reverse last year. Right. I, I think this year, and I know people are going to make think it's a, an over-exaggeration, but this whole job thing and this whole team thing, this whole attitude toward this team is really bordering on a punishment for the fans. Like, yes, they are brash. Yes, they are cocky. Yes, they are, are, are all of those things. They are young. But just like every other team in the NBA, just like every other individual player, they have earned their spot. No, they have not won, just like 29 other teams didn't win last year. But some of this stuff, is it really don't sit right with me. And I, I just know that, and I said this on the timeline today, uh, this is going to be a season where everybody comes together. We're going to let the beat build on this. We gonna, in the words of the great poet Lil Wayne, we gonna let the beat build on this one, and by the time the seasons are with, they gonna have to deal with them Grizzlies, point blank period. Cause if you put, if you put a starting five out there, four hour starting five, I believe can compete, can can compete, excuse me, with anybody in this league, anybody. And how many teams? Mm-hmm. With the ages of their three stars, can say that nobody. And I think that it was smart to do the Golden State Warriors for the MLK game. I but like that. We gonna like save. That. We gonna save them for Martin Luther King. We gonna save them. Yeah, I, I like that. That you know, it's not Chicago. Is not you know I, I like that it's Golden State even though it could have been a Christmas game but you know neither here nor there you know they they got one you know on Christmas Day and we gonna get one you know on you know on MLK Day that's yeah. how I look at it. uh the return of Dylan is gonna be interesting yeah 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 that that really is you know I I expect him to be foolish. You know, to say foolish things, to do foolish things in the game, be breathing it, breathing all over job, breathing all over Dez, and Dez gives him 30 uh, without impunity. And it's just going to be fun. Yeah, they play, uh, they play uh, Houston on um, November 22nd in Houston. And then they turn around and play Houston in December at home on December the 16th, the 15th, I'm sorry, December 15th at home. So that's going to, no, wait, wait a minute, hold on. They play December the 13th, that Wednesday, and then they play to Houston again December the 15th. So that's going to be really interesting. Right. See, I, I my, my thing is this. How are they going to sustain themselves on these long road trips, these four-game road trips? Like, this to me, is what kind of broke the team over last season. So that's what I'm interested in. Um, I think it's gonna be probably good because they're not gonna have those distractions that they had last time. 
you know what I'm saying? There aren't going to be many distractions as it was before, you know, on the road. Well, we going to see, and I fully expect, I fully expect the leadership of Marcus Smart to show because Marcus Smart already in the gym. He already lifting kettlebells and doing all this kind of good stuff. And I also I also believe the leadership of Stephen Adams is gonna be better. And I think the leadership of Desmond Bain and um Jaron Jackson Jr. is gonna be there. And I, I just feel that it's gonna be way different than it was right last year. And I'm so I'm so excited for where Jaron is gonna be this year for this team. You know, we have so many arguments on Twitter about what Jaron, the type of player Jaron is, but I think this experience with FIBA for USA, if anybody doesn't know what USA is, it's USA, is how Usa. I say USA. Yeah. <laughs> I said, listen, don't get mad at me, debate your refrigerator. This is how I say. Now right. you got me, now, now you got me going to say USA. Yeah, yeah, don't tell nobody that that education that paid for it. It's not even, it's, I'm not even using it, so it's USA. USA. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I feel like the experience that he is going through this summer, I think it's going to help him immensely. And by the way, also, shout out to Santi Aldama, man. Right, Sandy right. Aldama is balling for Spain. And he looked like he got a full beard. So shout out to shout out to him with a full beard and making sure that it connect. Hopefully he stay connected when he start back playing for the Grizz because that's good luck. Well, hopefully uh, Taylor Jenkins is watching this and the Grizzly staff watching Jaron and Santi um, for 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 uh, FIBA and FIBA, you know, watching them because like maybe um. Taylor Jenkins, you need to set Jaron up like Steve Kerr setting him up. The the funny thing is this. I think that Steve Kerr is using Jaron like he wanted to use James Wiseman. And I think ultimately it's going to pay dividends for the Memphis Grizzlies. Right, because like Jaron, um, he was working out with the trainer, um, Chris, was it Chris? What's the guy name? Yeah, his name Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. You know, you saw Jaron doing uh, mid-range stuff, and I'm like, yeah, we need Jaron to do that. Yeah, they need Jaron to do that. Yeah, he, he Jaron kind of fixed his jump shot, too. Like, it seems like it. Yeah, it's not as low as it was, as it's been in previous years. So that's good. And understanding that Jaron has said to himself all summer, all he ever grew up doing was Shooting hooks and shooting threes, mm-hmm. so it's good. It's good to see him get in the paint, working on his footwork and playing with his back to the basket. That's one of the things that made it easy for the Lakers to beat the Grizzlies. Once mm-hmm. the once the Lakers began to key in on Jaron Jackson more so, double team him, he didn't know what to do, and it was. It was kind of ironic because the same thing the Lakers did to Jaron Jackson, it was the identical strategy that the Grizzlies employed against Carl Anthony Towns. 
uh, which is a, who is another big man who's used to playing out of, on the perimeter. So it's gonna it be interesting to see Jared actually develop those skills and work on those skills in real time with his back to the basket. That's what I'm most excited about. And him playing part-time five, of course. So what, okay, for this season, what are you most interested in seeing besides the starting five playing together? And also, what about uh the development of Zaire Williams? You know, he's been working with Chris Johnson as well. Do you think that's going to pay off? I hope so because to me, Chris Johnson does really well with uh rangy guards like Zaire. He has a good track record with Contavious Caldwell Pope, Jordan Clarkson, and all of those. Especially when you're talking about KCP, KCP's mid range game, his ability to get to his spot is one of the reasons why he was a valuable contributor um to both the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets is something that I believe Zaire can do. Uh, and if you look at Zaire's game, especially from the mid-range, he's one of the best mid-range shooters in a league, albeit in a small sample size. I'm interested in the backup power forward battle. Like, who right. is going to break through there? Is it going to be Junior? Is it going to be Xavier Tillman? Or is it going to be some combination of players that Taylor Jenkins decides to try out in the regular season? You know, All and right. I hope, yeah, I hope Junior gets, you know, a fair shot just because he's been dominating. Exactly. You know, every matchup. So, maybe Zebo. Yeah. We got we to gotta call him something. They call him Baby Bang Real. Baby, baby. Bang but Excuse me. Ba yeah, baby, baby back buckets. Yeah, that's what they call them, baby back buckets. Shout out to Nicole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, the season play out. And I just hope Taylor Jenkins allows his coaching staff to coach and allow them to teach them how to play basketball. Like, that's what you brought. Uh, Coach St. Andrew is here for. You brought him so he could utilize that dunker spot, utilize those guards off screen action. That's what one thing that Marcus Smart can do, as opposed to Tyus Jones, Marcus Smart can catch that backdoor lob. You know, when you're talking about the best use of Jaren's skill set around the basket. Put him in a dunker spot. Use him the same way you use Brandon Clark. And he's going to finish over the top of people. Because nine, eight times out of ten last year, they were guarding Jaron with a smaller player. So you should be able to take advantage of it. You know, and with Anthony Carter, his, his pedigree of coaching in Miami and the development of players, you know, that Miami has over the years, that only bodes well for the Grizzlies themselves. You know, when you talk about Max Drews and Gabe Benson, he got those gentlemen paid. And just to see him get in the gym with a Zaire and helping Zaire understand, you know, that he can still be a valuable piece to this team or probably will considering the uh, 
chemistry that uh, Zaire and Ja have, you know, it's, it's going to be good to see. And don't forget about the young boy, uh, Gregory Jackson the third. Okay. G.G. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. D.G. Uh, are you with me? Uh, we, we are with you, G.G., even though you have haters because you're 18. So do you, you know, think G, you think Gigi is gonna get playing time? I I don't, I don't. Simply because uh, I'm going off of uh, previous, you know, previous activity from the Grizz. The Grizz, you have to wait your turn. And right now, it's Zaire and it's Jake Laravia and it's David Roddy. So allow those more experienced guys to get their turn, and Gigi will get spot minutes. Spot minutes when he can, and be down in the G League with Jason March, who is an excellent developmental coach, in my opinion, and let him learn how to play basketball within a system. I think right. it's the best world. So how do you think Ja is going to be when he comes back? I hope he comes back as Demetrius. That's who I hope he comes back as. Because this character, Ja, he, he out here, he got his grill in, he's shaking his dreads, and he living his best life. But Demetrius was in that backyard running through them cones, doing them layup drills, wishing, hoping, and praying that somebody saw him play basketball. Get back to the get back to the basketball court being his safe haven, and the Grizzlies gonna be just fine. It's no coincidence that you know, 12 of the 13 games that the Grizzlies or so are on TV are after when he comes back. Mm -hmm. The NBA knows what they have in that young man. And it will it will do him so much good for him to take his time. And look, baby, as long as he come back, if he come back with a media, I'm telling you, I'm going to start crying. When he come back with what? If you come back with a mid-range jump. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You said midi. Because I, I didn't know what you said. Yeah, if you come back, I'm country. If you come back with a midi, I'm going to start crying. You going to start crying? Yeah, I'm going to start crying because, baby, it's going to be a beautiful day. Because how are you going to stop him? If if you if he has the ability to pull up from the free throw line, what are you going to do as an opposing defense? They barely can stop him now. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's averaging 25, 20, 25-7-7 in a regular season and maybe 27-8-8 and in the playoffs. So, he's a playoff riser, and he's done all of this without a jump shot. Think, think about that. That's amazing. He's done all of that without a consistent jumper. So, it just it, – everything goes well for the Grizzlies and – and just, you know, don't worry about what everybody has to say. Just go out and play the game that you love. Right. And he's going to be happy to have Stephen Adams back. Absolutely. And Desmond Bain as well. Right. <laughs> they they really going to be happy. Jaron too. Jaron too. Now, I did see a picture of old Stephen Adams in the gym, and he had a big old knee wrap on his knee. Right, he had a right. he had a wrap on his knee, but I think for me, Bane and um Bane and Adams chemistry works so well for Bane because it allows Bane to 
just be him. And he doesn't have to work so hard to get his shot up, which I believe just wears him down. And I'm hoping he don't have to go through that this season. Yeah, but I, I, I just think that um, it's going to be cool. This I'm ready for the season to start. So do you have any away games you interested in going to? Uh, yeah, that December 19th game, when Ja comes back in New Orleans, I'm going to be up in that thing. Yeah. I'm going to be up in there. We're going to have to do something. Yeah, we planned something for that, yeah. Right. That, that that would be cool to um be able to do that. But I was thinking about December 1st and December 23rd. I got some friends out there in Atlanta, and I got a friend out there in Dallas. So I'm probably going to go to one or both of those games, the away games. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to do that, you know, go to Dallas, you know, hang out with Luke and Kyrie. Hey, uh, see what Kyrie talking about. Reese Boots and sit in his style with Kyrie. I'm not mad at you, bro. Yeah, because, like, you know, I got two ladies on – Dorothy Gentry, she covers the Dallas Mavericks, and okay. and um, Jamila Johnson covers the Atlanta Hawks. You know, two black okay. women in action. You know, covering the NBA and the WNBA I, and everything else. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I think you know. I think that would be really cool if you know we were able to get together and actually just attend the game. Because as I was telling somebody, um, women bring civility to uh, the the conversation of sports, and it doesn't hurt that we're all beautiful women. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, uh, it is in the works. It is in the works to to travel to Atlanta, to travel to even Houston. Well, well, really, for me, the entire Southwest division. I don't know because, about Houston, but um, yeah, yeah. Look, look, maybe I need to go to New Orleans on December nineteenth when y'all come it, back. It's, it's gonna be so turn, and uh, it it's gonna be an an interesting atmosphere, especially considering that they're gonna be on TNT as well. So it's gonna be a different it's gonna be a different type of energy, and I'm hoping that the Grizzlies come out of uh come out with the win. And the unintended benefit of this, the two, the two leading uh people for the New Orleans Pelicans on thrip on Twitter are Rocky. Uh, she uh runs their spaces very, very well. And uh Rail Myers, Rail Oh Myers, yeah, the- yeah, Rail, my girl. Yeah, that's yeah. my girl. Yeah, she does the social media, so it'll be interesting to see what their viewpoints are as well. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun season, and we we are not going to argue. It well, don't let me don't let me lie on here. We gonna argue about it, but it's gonna be in good fun, and it's gonna and it's gonna be worth it. Cause baby, if we win anything in Memphis, ooh, I might do my job, but it'll be worth. It. But I'm I'm I uh I was intended to talk about this before. It's just like during the off season, I stopped trying to stay away from Twitter and try to stay out of the conversation to a lot of stuff because I think a lot of stuff is dumb. 
Um, and it's just like it's crazy. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, did this and that, whatever. I don't have time for that conversation because it's just like it gets too negative. And then it's just like people have more important and things in life to deal with. And I just don't have time for it. And it's just been so much better for me to step away from the social media side of basketball. Right. In the and off I, season. I think it I think it can get that way. But like you said, as long as you keep the main thing, the main thing in right. the right in perspective. I think we all come back with a a renewed sense of excitement for the season. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff, you know, I engage in some of it, but some of the stuff is just foolishness. Right. And it's just like, I'm, I mean, like, has social media caused people to be crazy or is this like they was crazy for real? Or is this a space for them to, you know, People just act like they're losing their damn minds. I I think social media has allowed the you to be able to say what you want to say without repercussion. You know, you can you can say and you can be anything you want to be on social media because you are you are protected because of your anonymity. You know, it used to be if you had something to say to somebody, you would have to call them on the phone or you would have to, you know, meet them face to face. But with, with social media, you can say anything. And if, if a player responds, then they in the wrong. And if a family member responds, they in the wrong. But you got to also understand some of these, some of these you know, debates, are meant to drive content, are meant to start conversations. And we had one the other day with Jaren not blocking Anthony Edwards. Now, if he would have jumped up there and blocked him and hurt him, then what would the conversation have been? Exactly. And Jaren would have hurt himself. What would the conversation would have been? So that's what I, and it's a running joke to me what, you know, what some fans believe, what a tough guy is, and what a Memphis player is and as I said in the space the other day, Jerry embodies everything that a Memphis player is and everything that a person who represents this city should be. Because y'all don't like the cut of his jib and the fact that he looks nice in his clothes, y'all call him soft. But to me, that you just not making 6'11, 255, can handle the ball. And also directs the defense. Like you just don't, don't make those type of players every day. And then it's just like a person like Jaron to me, you know, it just seems like he's mellow. But if you take him there or whatever, he probably the type of person that, you know, them quiet ones or whatever, you think they saw, but just you mess with. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, it's not in his nature, but if they make him really mad, man. Right, he'll, he'll snap, and then you'll be like, "Man, that's why you don't mess with them. You don't mess with them quiet ones. You don't do I'm that." Like, like uh, Jaron, Jaron is one of my favorite players because the 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 flaws in his game, I I believe they can be fixed. Like he's not one of those players that's not malleable; they can't be fixed, and he's a good guy. 
right. don't do no rap and go to school and play basketball. Mm-hmm. That's it. And because he stays out of the way, you know, I don't know how he got to become problematic mm-hmm. and labeled soft, but he's become problematic and labeled soft because he stays out of the way. You yeah. know. He he's he's not soft at all. So whatever. Yeah. People can say what I, they want to say. What whatever. I I I I love it. I love the conversations at times because it does at times it does lean into basketball, which is why I initially joined uh Grizzly Spaces because it it it, it was and still is about basketball at the end of the day. And if you coming in there talking about anything other, yes, we going to joke. Yes, we going to check. We are Memphians, you know, and we have to teach other people how to check. Right. But if you coming coming in there with a level of disrespect, you're not going to be in there too long. You ain't going to be in there too long. You might get in, you might be in there to say your one syllable and then you out of there. So, but yeah, I can. I've seen some of the conversations that you have found yourself entangled in, and I see why you go to the side because it ain't even worth. Like you be arguing about the same thing every day, and your argument is still not gonna change the way things were done. Well, Harry, uh, I appreciate you coming on with me, and we're gonna have you on more throughout the season. That'll be all for now. Holla. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube